0: Hey everyone! This is Amazing Fantasy Football. I am Josh, and he is Chris. And Chris, he is. Um, today we're talking about some head coaches here. So we got some coaching changes in the NFL. Um, quick, uh, just a quick preview of this episode: that all of these coaches, none of these coaches, have been head coaches before. I I thought that was kind of interesting.
1: Great, great. Um, so what, tidbit, what? Great tidbit. I didn't even realize that till just now. <laughs>
0: yeah so it it makes it a little hard to kind of talk about these guys some of them are coming from they were defense coordinators becoming head coaches and everything so we're going to talk maybe more about their offense coordinators that they chose or whatever Mm -hmm. because it's fantasy football we're not really concerned too much about defense um you know this isn't this isn't going to be a show for the casual fans so whatever but hey, if you're listening, great, you know, or you're watching us, great. We we love to have you. As always, you can email us at amazingffb@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can just say hi. Or you can be like, hey, I want to join your Discord server. Be like, okay, we'll send you an invite. Yep, and we're not be... in the description. Yep. And we're not gonna be streaming on Twitch at, at the moment, so you can just kind of whatever. But until catch... draft time? April? Yeah, exactly. You can catch chris on twitch at hardware dynasty so i'll, yeah, he I'll does throw that in the description too and you, can, and you can watch him play some video games and whatever yeah whatever, whatever he does whatever i've gotten
1: now. two victory royales josh for the for the old folks who don't know what that is that is a win in uh, fortnite first place obviously i was on a how team
0: much how much yeah i was gonna say how much <laughs> did, like fire guide and uh, oh were you Tech watching a little bit? And, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's just, just for a minute. I will say the who first game I got stuck in the there storm was, and died.
1: Were you, What's that?
0: There was four of you, wasn't there?
1: Yes, total. Yes. I think that's what all you can do in squads. That's the most you can do is four. Team of four.
0: Well, who's the fourth? I can't remember who the fourth was. Was it Jake?
1: Uh ZC. ZC works.
0: Oh, okay. Right on. Jake was doing his oh, own that's, thing. That's yeah. right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I remember. Um okay.
1: and ZC was a little more closer to my level, uh, both literally in the game and in terms of uh exposure to the game. Uh, in, but, in
0: other words, uh, you're you're both new and suck.
1: Well, I think he he's better at games overall. I think he plays some other games, uh, but kind of new to Fortnite. Uh, so me uh, having just benchmarked it anyway, it was fun. Uh, got some kills. I actually did okay. Um, but uh, no, yeah, obviously the victory has a large part to do with the team I was part of, especially Fire uh, Guide, I believe. Uh, no offense, uh, Wonder, and, I think and, Wonder
0: uh, Tech is pretty, pretty, sure pretty good too. I've I watched them a couple of times. He looks and like
1: they he's... play together a lot, so teamwork, et cetera. Yeah. But no, I've had fun. I'm not I'm not becoming a Fortnite streamer, but that's teamwork. <laughs> teamwork. I'm Not gonna say that.
0: The no word there. There you um,
1: go. <clears> so anyway,
0: so we're talking about head coaches today, not uh, Chris's uh, whatever Vigigame game experience. No,
1: no, no. Just uh, if you, if you like that like, sort of thing, yeah. come watch I'm, me on I'm Hardware Dynasty
0: the game's even called uh Fortnite of course yes anyways so head coaches let's get started here chris uh wait wait i didn't ask how you doing today i'm doing great
1: uh as usual i enjoy my sunday afternoons cuz it's kind of re- a reprieve i still get morning. uh i get still some morning. Uh, still morning sorry you always in the afternoon <laughs> i don't know uh yeah i get uh i get some family time i get some fun podcast time i get uh yeah so i always have a good time sunday mornings
0: excellent all right let's start off with our first head coaching change i these are in no particular order whatsoever i just chose this guy first because i don't know
1: because his name Uh, first name begins with an a
0: nope it was just (laughs) the first guy that i chose to talk about Um, I I put them all into a random number generator and Arthur Smith came out first. Fun fact about Arthur Smith, Chris. um, Mm -hmm. Did you know that his grandfather was the founder and CEO of FedEx?
1: Wow. Founder and CEO grandfather, only one generation removed. Well, he's got some money, huh?
0: comes Comes from FedEx money or is it his dad? It's his dad or his granddad.
1: I'd have to know around what time the company started. I don't, It seems like it's been forever.
0: 70s. I don't know. Anyways. So yeah, he comes from FedEx money. He doesn't Mm. need this job. No need to be the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, but he is. So we're going to talk about him. Uh, Arthur Smith. He's, uh, he spent time as an offensive line coach, a quarterback coach, tight end coach. And then two years ago became the Titans offensive coordinator that, I mean, that's pretty good. Right there. he's He's been good for Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry. Um, what, what, Why don't you say a little bit about Arthur Smith here?
1: Arthur Smith, uh, he got started as a graduate assistant in 06 at North Carolina. Uh, oh. He then started with the Titans all the way back in 2011. Ten years coming up with an organization, Titans, offensive line, mostly uh, last two years, as you said, offensive coordinator. Uh, I think we can expect a focus on uh, offensive line personnel uh, improvements and blocking all around, uh, all around tight ends to improve the blocking in the run game.
0: Uh, That's that's kind of a special. That's what the Falcons need. Their offensive line, Mm -hmm. according to PFF, was ranked 21st this past season. And I know they've sunk some draft picks into this offensive line too. It's just, and hopefully Arthur Smith can actually make it better. You know, this offensive line gets better. They find a running back that's not old and busted. Yep, and that's
1: exactly what my last note said. Uh, with a new uh, quote, new running back in this offense could be a could be a value because I think they're going to be dismissed in the in the on the running back fantasy I, side and of things. I kind
0: of wonder if they're looking for uh, more of an every down back. You know, a Maybe not quite the the every down bruiser that Derrick Henry is, but you know a guy that they don't they're not constantly rotating backs in and out. I don't know if that's Arthur Smith's game right there. I think he wants to stick with one with one back as much as possible. I would tend to you agree. Know?
1: I think he's smart enough to pull back on the reins when necessary in terms of like health, like because I, I think they managed Henry in uh tennessee no, his first did. couple and years did, very well not,
0: i mean he wasn't he wasn't pulling a christian mccaffrey nope. 98 nope. percent of the snaps
1: not until uh, the last year or two yeah,
0: two yeah but even then he even then he was still coming off the field at times for uh, something mm-hmm. mcnichols i'm forgetting his yep. first name. jeremy not, it, jeremy mcnichols I jeremy you just made that up but that's okay no i didn't
1: i used to manage him in dynasty i i yeah so i know uh, his name uh, uh, he has since left. Anyway, that's
0: better than the name I was going to come up with. I was going to call him Wendy. So, uh, Wendy you know. McNichols. Hey, I'm Wendy McNichols. How you doing? How you doing today?
1: So that's what I see in Arthur Smith. I'm not saying it's a Titans clone, but uh, again, he coached the uh, the Titan tight ends, the Titan tight ends. <laughs> he coached the offensive line. So, and we know how the Titans win football games. Uh, so expect a run based attack. Play some defense. You know that's yep. that's the gist of it i've got for arthur I, I
0: think that maybe they could pivot a little bit more to more of a passing focused offense especially if they don't get a running back
1: due name. to their personnel due their personnel yeah because
0: yep. they obviously yep. have because, arguably I mean, the best you, receivers uh yeah i mean you got julio and oh boy i'm bad with names today
1: calvin really um,
0: thank you mm-hmm. um you get those two which man you put those two together and then you put all the titans receivers together and those those things do not equal each other whatsoever aj yeah. brown's great but he's not julio jones aj brown's great he's not calvin ridley um i think they're both better than aj brown
1: I, I would say, i'd probably see know. it. it's manifest itself in play action um you know mm-hmm. matt ryan's great at play action julio is great at play action you give him another half for a second or a whole second to finish a route if you will uh to get into his route and get out of it um uh, yeah so there could be value here i'm not saying they're taking the league by storm heck there might be a lot of growing pains we don't know who the running back is going to be there is some talent on the o-line but uh we'll just have to kind of wait to see but hopefully we see some value maybe at the running back position in terms of nobody cares about him because nobody (laughs) knows about arthur smith
0: yeah all right cool um He did, I will say one thing, that he did choose uh, this Dave Ragone Ragone, uh, to be his offensive coordinator, who was the Bears' offensive coach, or their quarterback coach the last five seasons. Um, That's not saying a whole lot right there.
1: No, and I wonder if there's a tie-in. There's a lot of tie Helping oh, your yeah. buddy out in coaching they, and nepotism they too. Them too. <laughs> they, were, they were
0: together at some point in their yeah, careers. And that's why they chose him. And that's uh, the, I mean big theme, yeah. Which is weird because they're not you're not normally choosing just a random guy from somewhere else. You're like, Hey, I know this guy. This is my buddy from back in the day, you know, come on and join me. Although I think you know?
1: uh McVeigh when he got to the Rams a few years ago, he picked out uh Wade Phillips, whom he'd never I mean, obviously McVeigh had never been head coach, so he didn't have anybody under him. Uh but Right. I don't, I don't think there are any ties there. It was just like, I want him to run my defense and it worked very well.
0: Uh, because Wade Phillips is good at running defenses. He is he not is one running of... the Dallas Cowboys though, or any team for that matter. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to number two here. Number two on our list and number one in Chris's heart would be the Detroit lions, new head coach, Dan Campbell. All right, well, here's Dan Campbell. He looks like uh he looks like Bill Cower. He does kind of look
1: like Bill Cower. The goatee does it. Although yeah. Cower might be goatee less lately.
0: Yeah. The the nose a little bit too.
1: Yeah. Nice strong anyway. jawline.
0: Um, so uh Dan Campbell back when he was in he was a player in the NFL at, at some point, and mm-hmm. he was a tight end for the Lions for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And after that, he went into coaching. He's got his he got his start as uh, the Dolphins tight end. uh, Oh, my God. Wow. I I stuck at talking today. Um, Bumblebee. (laughs) He he got he got his start as the Dolphins tight end coach. And then he became the interim head coach after they fired Joe Philbin back in 2016, I believe. Sounds right. 2015. My bad. Um, he won five games as their as their interim head coach. Nice streak. So we, yep, five out of twelve. So not great, Ooh. but hey, when you're when you're dealing with that Dolphins team, that that's that's saying something, right there. You know, he's um he he moved to, he then he moved on to become the Saints' assistant head coach. Mm-hmm. Probably pretty much ever since then, really. Mm-hmm. You know, what else you got on on Mr. Dan Campbell here?
1: Uh, born in Clifton, Texas, the same year as me. Played for the Cowboys, one of the first uh, free agents.
0: So he's old as dirt. Okay. Yeah,
1: exactly. Dirt. Check. Uh, Played for the Cowboys, one of the first free agents that Bill Parcells signed. So think of that mold of player, if you will. Played a lot of two tight end sets with Witten the one year that he stayed healthy. I think he was hurt the entire first year. I think it was a two-year stint. Anyway, so a lot of two tight end sets with Witten because obviously Witten was in his prime at that point. Uh, I believe his style is very Parcell-esque. Uh, coaching style that is. Also remember Campbell not only coached but also played in New Orleans, where of course Sean Payton has carved out a legacy, and Payton is a Parcells mm-hmm. disciple. Similar to Ad- Atlanta and Arthur Smith, I expect two tight end sets and an emphasis on the run. Uh, remember the Lions had uh, had to sign off on bringing Goff in, a guy they have to know needs a strong run game to be effective whatsoever. Uh, this is promising news yeah. for DeAndre Swift and T.J. Hawkinson. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson could be a real value. Goff has shown the propensity to use uh, the tight end position, and even in two tight end sets in L.A., uh, Higby and Everett. And obviously, Swift has shown us some promising things. And if he were to gi- uh, be given the lead role and remain mostly healthy, I think we could absolutely see a top five ceiling for Swift. Uh, let's just see if they can oh, get a decent okay. outside. Uh-huh. If they can get a decent outside receiver to help defenses stay honest. Um, they're gonna so, need
0: they're gonna need a couple of receivers because they have no receivers right now, and
1: that's why they I have, mentioned it ceiling in in tune with uh, uh, wide receiver help because uh, I I think that's the ceiling the absolute ceiling I'm not trying to say that's where he's gonna end up but you know we're in the business of upside so um, I like the guy I like the running back
0: yeah so. I, I just I I don't know how well this is gonna how well has this coach like is he gonna bring Sean Payton style of offense to Detroit. How well is that going to work with Jared Goff? Like, Drew Brees is a definite Hall of Famer. Jared Goff is definitely not Drew Brees.
1: Well, think Drew Brees last two or three years. Okay, two years. Think Drew Brees last two years. Mm, You know? uh, And and people tend to kind of remember the Saints of, I don't know what years, but they tended to throw— Yeah, they, they right. Well, still Sean Payton Saints. They are a running powerhouse and have been for several years now. So I think yeah. it's more of a testament yeah. to how he runs his offense and placate and not placates um, helps right. a aging quarterback like uh, Breeze.
0: Right. And, and we'll I mean, we'll find out here how much of this has been Sean Payton, how much of this has been, which I'm guessing a lot of it. But how much has Dan Campbell like taken away from Sean Payton as well? It's going to be interesting, and I know... I just wonder how long in the leash Dan Campbell's going to have because the the Lions have come out and said that they're playing for... They they have, like, a two-year plan, and their plan is to be playoff-relevant in two years. So, like, 2023. Mm-hmm. 2022, 2023. Fast turnaround. Well, they're, I mean, they've kind of tearing it down and trying to rebuild as quick as they can. Mm-hmm. So... In other words, they're taking the Dolphins stance of trust the process sort of thing. You know what I'm saying?
1: Gotcha. Hey, it seems to be working for Miami. Um, yeah, but, we'll you know, we're it. talking the Lions here. let us uh, I think we can all agree they've been historically bad. Um, and we haven't seen anything <laughs> drastically change to make us think about that different. But in fantasy terms, I like the pieces. Um, I think, I hope the running game can get something out of, obviously, the running game and the other pieces like a Hawkinson play action. You know, Goff is Goff is not going to be running around like uh uh I just blank Taysom Hill in New Orleans. So it's not that type of New Orleans offense. But you know, Kamara, think of uh I'm not gonna say Kamara light, although I am the one who said top five ceiling for Swift, but just think of that type of player. You know, that type of consistent carries and targets out of the backfield and maybe even a second guy like they have Murray in uh New Orleans um so i yep. just hope there's some value in the run game for fantasy if they can get some help at wide receiver
0: i think they will be their offensive line wasn't atrocious last year i don't rag now in thing. the middle yeah uh-huh um let's see if we can get bitcoin to hit 58 or fifty-eight thousand dollars by the end of this show oh, i'm just kidding i don't have any it's, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous i have i have zero bitcoin but it is ridiculous we were talking about this before the show started and mm-hmm. it is just unprecedented how this is just exploding. Thanks, Elon
1: Musk. We're, he's we're, definitely we're, something we should start streaming the pre-show. It's <laughs> invaluable, <Get some> <laughs> usable content there. Y'all should have heard us, man. It had nothing to do with football either.
0: So No, it didn't. It was well, weird. A little. Anyways, uh, let's move on to number three on our list. Number three on our list and number one in Ohio State fans' hearts, Urban Meyer, known cheater, Aaron Urban Meyer. No, he is, he's never been actually caught cheating. Um, so I'm not trying to be besmirch his coaching excellence by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I got to say here, I did not know that urban Meyer was the head coach of bowling green. It was at one point, like yeah, humble beginnings, to... huh? Uh, yeah. I, I remember him being in Utah because when he was at Utah with Alex Smith,
1: Yep, that's when he became well-known. That? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And they won that bowl game. I uh, forgive me. I don't remember what bowl game it was, but yeah, man, it, he's a good coach. He went on to Florida from there and then Ohio State. He didn't reti- he didn't have a year off in between Florida and Ohio State, which only man, one. That's what he, I think so. Okay, that's what really, that's what really raised my eyebrow there of like what's going on with this dude that he's just casually taking time off in between head coaching stints that yeah, you know, I don't okay, like I said, I like Urban Meyer is a really excellent coach. He's one of the greatest college coaches in the last what 30 years, probably. Are you
1: talking about like recruiting stuff? Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't even care. <laughs> to be
0: honest, I, yeah, I, I think, I think he was their
1: their, their talent, uh, their talent acquisition, man, is what they are. That's, that's what college head coaches are. Yeah, there's a system, yeah, yeah there's a offense and defense, X's and O's, but and, really, and it's all it, about recruiting.
0: Well, yeah, and that's what they um, a lot of, um, detractors have been saying about Urban Meyer going, making the finally making the jump to the NFL is that it's not like college where you can go out and get and woo the best and
1: and buy a player. I mean, uh, woo.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Woo the best players to come to play for you. Like, yeah, you can to some extent with free agency, but you also have to develop talent too. And Mm -hmm. from the, from the draft and everything, you can't just pay for, pay your way into, well, I mean, you sort of can, but it's really hard to pay your way into a championship in the NFL, you know? You have to have young, good players. And I think one of the reasons why he's going to Jacksonville is because they're probably going to get Trevor Lawrence. And Trevor Lawrence looks like he could really fit into Urban Meyer scheme. Um he usually wants run one running back as with like Zeke and um oh fish sticks. What's the newest one to come out of there? Um,
1: the newest. Oh gosh, Ohio State. Little guy. I don't it's escaping me. I don't remember
0: But like they usually uh, run one uh Blair
1: was LSU. Uh, I can't remember. Go ahead.
0: Uh, anyways, but Irvin Meyer, I love this. Um, he refers to his offensive scheme as power football with a spread set. So yeah, like there's a lot they're like they spread the wide receivers out and they and they usually focus one running back. That's that seems to be uh James Robinson, man. He was one he was one of the highest snap total percentages as far as running backs last season. Yeah, he kind of broke down a little bit towards the end. That could have just been hitting that rookie wall. So maybe he's a little bit better this year. Um, I mean, I think that's. I think this is a good good for James Robinson. I know you love James Robinson. I know, and I don't think he's a world breaker, but I, he. I mean, yeah, he could. He was what a top top ten running back before he got it before he got injured, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. And you know, Trevor Lawrence comes in. Assuming that they do select Trevor Lawrence, I don't know why they wouldn't. But Trevor Lawrence comes in. He's got DJ Chark. He's got Lavisca Chennault, which is kind yeah. of a do everything wide receiver. You know, not much as far as tight ends, but you can see
1: plenty of sweeps from him.
0: Both. Of yeah, them. I don't. I don't remember there being the tight end being a heavy focus in at oh. Ohio State. So that doesn't really matter much. There, there's obviously there's work to do on the offensive line and everything Mm -hmm. but this is this is this could be good this could be really good for this jags team um i don't know how fantasy relevant they will be this season we'll see though man we'll see i i I like the upside of trevor lawrence going in with Chark and chenault and james robinson what what else do you got to say about this
1: uh in addition to uh, none of them being head coaches before, as a kind of a theme for the show a theme for these seven guys another one i kind of picked up on was a culture change um i mean i'm not saying they're all raw raw guys but uh they're definitely uh players coaches uh guys with not tenure. all of them
0: not, not all of them but a lot but most of them are okay you know, on, on our okay
1: um, or or it's a more of a schematic culture change, if you will, which I guess would be less culture, wouldn't it? It would be more schematic. <laughs> but uh, culture change is a big thing with Urban here. I think at this point in his career, you you kind of touched on it, whether it was staying away from the limelight because of accusations or health. Remember, he stepped down for health. Um,
0: he, was, was it, he was he, was, Ohio he State? was having heart issues in I, his last I, year. I, I want to say, say it almost happened
1: twice, or was it just his last time in Ohio State? So there's that.
0: Florida as well. Mm-hmm. i know he's been having some heart problems yeah so, so uh he's come out and said he will really not be calling really plays really coincide with without with allegations so you
1: know. right well i think it's that too but i'm also saying health um he has already come out and said he will not be calling plays uh so i think he's just more of a personality manager culture change type of hire at this point in his career he's gonna you know uh come in and and, and put a winning culture right. is what they're hoping uh he also hired a Oh, where am I here? Daryl Bevel. Just gonna say this. Yep, yeah, yeah, Daryl Bevel. Right. So I honestly kind of shifted my focus for fantasy and you know scheme towards Daryl Bevel because again, Urban's not gonna be calling plays and he's more of a manager at this point in his career, in my opinion, which which is very important uh, for a team like so Jacksonville.
0: So what do you say about Daryl Bevel then? How how do you what do you think he's gonna do? Because he, there was this big thing about Detroit bringing him in last season to or. Two years ago, I believe it was actually mm-hmm. to run the ball more. But Daryl Bevel was actually their, uh the Seahawks offensive coordinator and passing coordinator when they won the Super Bowl twice.
1: Well, so, Seattle's no, Bevel's known for running ball, and that's what he did in Seattle. So that's what you. But can, but, you're but see. they
0: also but he they ran the ball in Seattle, right? But he was the passing coordinator, not the run coordinator in Seattle.
1: True, true. So, but I think he's one of the reasons why they pulled the reins back on Russell Wilson him and him and uh I understand carol that. i mean i, I guess uh, is what i'm saying so i don't think it's great for fantasy is what i'm getting at Daryl bevel is a, good for real nfl but you know he's going to take passing opportunities away i i worry um by his but that's going run-
0: to be good for james robinson then.
1: that could be good for james robinson which is kind of where i go um and i don't think james robinson is going anywhere but um you know unless they draft a young running back early so let's assume Robinson is going to retain his role because he showed us something last year. So for that reason I like it, but I just I like a more potent passing attack to take some pressure off the running game and make the more offense work as a cohesive unit when I'm picking my fantasy assets. But um so I worry about James Robinson being just a guy, um and Daryl Bevel running a bit to the ground, quite honestly, is kind of where I'm at.
0: But, yeah, but and if he is just a guy, he was a pretty productive guy last sure season was. Which, sure was. with subpar quarterbacking too. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and I mean, I don't see Trevor Lawrence being on, on the level or worse. That's where my
1: Carson hope lies Lash,
0: is if... what was it? Nick Foles, you know, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool.
1: That's um, where my hope lies is the young quarterback can raise the, raise the play of Robinson and others. But, uh, we've seen unheralded running backs have be in of bands before. That's all I'm saying. So I have some trepidation there, but, uh, you would think you would hope urban and his, uh, well, I guess Daryl Bevel's scheme can open up the offensive a little bit because Seattle did have some success and they did run the ball very well. So Robinson can be in for a great year, but I'm a little trepidatious about, the other pieces and Daryl bevels play calling.
0: Okie dokie. Let's move on to number four on our list, which is Brandon Staley. He was fresh off of being the Rams defensive coordinator. That's, uh, I mean, he was the uh, before that it, he spent years as being a linebacker coach for the bears and then the Broncos. Um, he chose Joe Lombardi, which is really nice to be his offensive coordinator. Fun fact, Joe Lombardi, grandson of Vince Lombardi. Yep. Yep. And Brandon Staley looks like a serial killer. (laughs) Not so much in this picture that we have posted here, but man, I was looking at some pictures. And with and him with a beard just almost accentuates the serial killer. (laughs) Oh boy, I've got I've got to get I've got to pull this up eventually. Oh my god. It was I was like, man, this guy is trolling for victims, and yeah doing serial killer things to them. Mm. He's probably got a skin suit somewhere in his basement. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> Brandon kidding. Staley is what we're talking about, not his uh, off-field antics. Not his off-field uh,
1: His completely falsified off-field antics. Hypothetical off-field antics. Yeah, something like that.
0: Uh, so let's move on to Joe Lombardi because Brandon Staley is a defensive dude. And I thought this was kind of a weird hire for the Chargers. First off, because yeah, they need help with their defense. But they have some good players on mm-hmm. defense, the defensive mm-hmm. side of the ball. But I really thought that they were going to bring in like a Eric Bienemy or something like a really offensive uh, focused guy to help. And I always want to call him Joe Burrow. Did I look uh, the
1: wrong guy? Go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead.
0: Um, I uh, to help Justin Herbert you know kind of develop him a little bit more and everything. Yeah, Justin Herbert was great last season in his rookie year. But I I thought maybe they would bring in an offensive dude to really like like smooth out the rough edges and really mold this dude into a uh, Hall of Fame level quarterback, you know? I mean, yeah, he played that way last year, but let's see it like move forward that way too. Mm-hmm. Um so so Joe Lombardi was quarterback was the New Orleans quarterback coach uh two different times. For a total of uh, nine years, uh, he was the off, Lions' offensive coordinator in oh. twenty 15, fourteen and fifteen, which I believe coincides with Matt Stafford and some of his okay years, not his great years. Um, you know, another another New Orleans guy coming from underneath mm-hmm. Sean Payton. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, you said Sean Payton comes from the Bill Parcells tree, but I think we're starting to see him I develop mean, his own. Roots? Yeah, yeah
1: to keep with the tree references.
0: Yeah, Uh I mean the the apple didn't fall too far from the Bill Parcells tree, but it's grown into its own thing. And you know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm done with tree. I'm done with a tree analogy.
1: <laughs> Let's leave um, this one alone. <laughs> uh,
0: nice. That, like I, like I hate you for saying that, but I also <laughs> love it at the same
1: time. <laughs> yep, yep, I'm on my game this morning
0: um so yeah i mean i think we could look for a lot of no huddle and spread formations in la this coming season that's kind of what sean payton has done and we can look at joe lobardi to kind of do the same thing um they he's got it i don't know he's got he's definitely got his work cut out for him with Hmm. the chargers getting ranked as dead last according to pro football focus as as far as their offensive line goes so some of that was injury some of that was just really bad decision-making as far as personnel that they acquired. Um, sure. I don't understand the like past off season. They traded away. I don't remember who it was. They traded a better offense alignment away to the Carolina Panthers for a worse offense alignment. It made zero sense. I was like, what are you doing?
1: Is it Trey Turner But right? no, No, anyway, a different guy. Um, yeah, uh, uh, interestingly enough, during my research, apparently I pulled up the wrong offensive coordinator. I assume it pulled up the former Chargers offensive coordinator, known as Shane Steichen. But anyway, uh, as you 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 basically echoed what I would have said about uh, Mr. Lombardi coming from New Orleans. I did have a little bit on Staley uh, in terms of his, his coached some pretty dang good defenses. You mentioned these linebackers, so these are some pretty like, top of the league linebackers he's coached, if uh, memory yeah. serves. Chicago, 2017-18. to 18. Denver, 2019. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Rams last year. Uh, first in points and total yards allowed. Historical defensive year. Um, that's what got him the job. He's pretty young at 38. Um, yeah. And like I said, uh, or like you said, oh, wait, I've got more here. How about that?
0: This actually might not be like, so you you got Brandon mm-hmm. Staley coming in to be head coach. He's a defensive mind. And then you got Joe Lombardi, as you know, he, he was a quarterback coach, so he could really work with. Oh, it's going to be great um, for Herbie. Yeah. I, I think that this is like, I don't know, like, I don't know what went on in the interview room. If they sat down with uh, Staley here and was just like, so you're a defensive side, you're a defensive minded guy. What are you going to do about off the offense and our quarterback? He did get rookie of the year, right?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Okay. Um, what are you going to do with him? He's like, well, I have planned on bringing in my buddy Joe Lombardi from the Saints. And he's the quarterback coach there, and I don't know why Brandon Staley sounds like a radio announcer, but <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, I'm going to bring in my buddy Joe Lombardi from the Saints and the New Orleans Saints, and I'm going to have him work with your young rookie of the year quarterback, Justin Herbert, and they're like, hmm, hired,
1: hired, you know? Yeah, I think I think the Chargers understand the talent they have on defense and what this guy can do with it, uh, much less you know, giving the they just got to stay healthy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, that's it's what been, I go it's on
0: to It's been the same song and dance with the Chargers offensive line and all their defense personnel for yeah. like the last two, three years. It's just yeah, I remember, health.
1: Yeah, I remember during James well, got and, hurt again last year.
0: The, that and the aforementioned um, you know, bad personnel decisions that they've made on their offensive line.
1: Yep. I think yeah, the combination they've been, they've of been
0: the, to, they've been trying to do patchwork of that O line, and I think they kind of maybe yeah, just need to burn that's it down exactly what my people.
1: notes basically boil down to is I just say that if they can get healthy, Duran James, uh, the Bosa kid was hurt again a bit this year. Uh, if they can just get a little more health healthy snaps from their defense, this young coach I think will be great for the fantasy offense because they'll give them more opportunities, give the young quarterback a chance to play laid back because he's probably ahead by a score or two. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so I like it, uh, and, and letting Lombardi kind of have the reins. He's been working his way towards a head coaching position. So, so we'll see in a couple years what he does here with uh, the chargers. And yeah, he'll if, probably he, if be, he
0: does, if he does well yeah. here, uh, he's going to be, a head his own coach team. yeah, exactly. Yep.
1: Um, and then I just going to say, you know, uh, I
0: potentially, the Vikings. Oh, we did it out of order.
1: So I make a correlation with miles Sanders. Cause we have Philly as a new coaching, uh, coming up here in a little bit. Uh, so I really like Eckler in this offense. I mean, we're talking about Lombardi, the coach of Alvin Kamara, and we all firmly believe in Eckler's talent. I'm not saying Eckler is Kamara because uh, he he's a smaller the guy. guy
0: the he was involved with the offense of Kamara, he wasn't the coach, he was the quarterback coach, not running back coach, dude.
1: Oh, yeah, but I think he's, I think I, Sha- yeah, I don't Sean know. Payton I don't is your de facto that. kind of play caller, yeah. if you will, offensive coordinator, but. Yeah, I think he grooms these guys. I think he, Lombardi has his hands on a lot of the offense. But yeah, that's fair. He was more okay, a passing guy.
0: I'm sorry. Uh, i now I'm picturing Joe Lombardi sitting down in the chair and Sean Payton behind him combing him and like you know how those chimpanzees go through and like pick stuff off the ticks of like and their stuff. Mate? Yeah, yeah, and then they eat them. Like I'm picturing Sean Payton doing this. Like he's just grooming, them, picking grooming off him, picking the ticks and eating them. <laughs> yes, one day
1: this will all be your... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's uh, that's where I'm at. I just think Eckler could be in for. I mean, I hate to kind of mention this again uh, in terms of upside, but uh, I think Eckler could easily be a top five guy if if Lombardi can uh, do Eckler what he maybe, does and this defense can give more opportunity to the offense.
0: You said that about Swift, and I was like, yeah, okay, man, like that. Yeah,
1: well, I said with Eckler, top five guy easily if healthy. With okay. Swift, I said top five ceiling, absolute
0: ceiling. Yeah. All so, right. Let's move on to yeah, number different. five on our list. Number five on our list is I think it's pronounced Robert Soleil. I'm I'm sticking Robert with it. Yeah. Soleil. Um, this Vin Diesel lookalike here. Uh just, just came from the 49ers, their defensive coach. He's um he chose the 49ers passing coordinator. Uh, forgive me, Mike LaFleur, I believe he's brother of Matt LaFleur and he apparently players really like playing for him um i know that this was a, this was one of the guys that was on deshaun watson's list as he wanted to be head coach for the texans and the texans said uh no we're gonna go with a different guy who we're about to talk about here in a little mm-hmm. bit mm-hmm. um so the, robert slate being the, another defensive guy let's kind of i wanted to kind of look at what more like what LaFleur is going to bring to the table here. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of wondering if he's going to bring more of that kind of Kyle shenanigans. Um, I'm sorry, Shanahan. I didn't misspeak there. I meant to say that. Shanahan and and Yeah. Like, like that more of a kind of West coast style to the jets, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think the question, the, the big question that Soleil and the jets front office have to really they're they're talk probably talking about at this moment literally at this moment and when you're listening or watching this this episode is what are we going to do with Sam Darnold I think they're going to move on I think personally. so too I think so too I, I, th- I was I kind of hoping that I, I think I read honest, something
1: that he was on the block something about he might be available for a second is what I thought I read
0: that and I was kind of hoping that the Colts were going to get him and not Wentz you know, because I'm, I was like, well, I think you could save you a live... little
1: bit of money and get a similarly talented guy. It's kind of where I'm at with that, too. Absolutely. Uh-huh.
0: And and it come like way cheaper, too. You I know? actually like
1: Darnold a little better. I understand he's played. He's been with a really not bad team. Well, yeah, he's played uh, awful, but he's been, he's been, been, been with a really, really bad team. coach
0: and a really bad
1: team. Yeah. So I, I'm not giving him a free pass. I'm just it's worth mentioning. So I, I, I agree with you if it were my team. I would have pursued Darnold instead of Wentz.
0: I, I was trying to look this up to see what kind of um, uh, offensive line scheme that the Jets were running underneath Gaze, and I couldn't really find it. So I was just kind of wondering, is Lafleur going to bring that kind of the zone blocking Kyle Shanahan mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, style offensive line? If so, it, like usually when you switch, when you transition from just like a straight whatever line, offensive line, sorry, the, the term is escaping me to a zone, it there's usually a rough transition power blocking power run yes thank you um you know what i'm saying like usually when they when they make that shift it's a it's a rough it's a rough transition most mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. like the first half of the season but right. once it's once it is once you get your personnel the right personnel in there to run that that zone blocking scheme and everything it can work really 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 well yep you just have to have your right personnel in there and you have to implement it right
1: And a lot of it comes down to offensive line personnel. You have a different type, a different prototype uh, Mm -hmm. for its own blocking versus a power run scheme. I mean, it's just like you would think, uh, physically speaking, power run scheme, big bulking, six, five, six, seven tackles, big guards also. Um, And yeah, power scheme whereas you want a more athletic guy for a zone blocking scheme. I will say that zone blocking is in almost every single run game in the NFL, in the NFL nowadays. Like there is a zone aspect Why? to every scheme and I don't or, mean even yeah. like more heavily than it used to be. The Shanahan tree has had something to do with with it, uh for sure. Uh Kubiak is a great example. He's 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 very well known uh, cuz he's the a Shanahan disciple.
0: Retired Gary Kubiak. Right, right.
1: Um and he turned around Minnesota's run game just a couple years last couple years. Uh, obviously cook had a lot to do with that too but they picked cook because he fits that scheme very well so you're right um robert saleh is a defensive uh guy let's see defensive quality control coach 2011 to 2013 for the legion of boom super bowl champs 2013 in seattle so that's a he, he he's a really good defensive dude uh coach paul in jacksonville for a few years as linebacker coach another great linebacker but of course uh, his most recent came to fame as defense coordinator for the niners um we talked about darnold uh, in fantasy terms with a defensive-minded head coach question marks at all the skill positions and Mike uh, fleur yeah. as offensive coordinator Except this for... this will be a run-heavy attack for gang green for sure
0: Maybe, I mean, they have some okay wide receivers and Jamison Crowder and Mm -hmm. we didn't really get to see what Mims can do because he was kind of banged up all season. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm so glad Adam Gase is gone and Adam Gase is not coaching in the NFL at the moment either. I just, I'm, I'm sick of this, this guy who's just, he's writing the coattails of Peyton Manning In Peyton Manning making him look good because he's riding the coattails of a
1: of a historic defense. If you ask me,
0: uh, well that too. But I mean, he was there for Peyton Manning's what was then record record breaking season. You know,
1: sure. Sure. Oh, good point Um, on the offensive side. The reason he got jobs. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. But I mean, he's just riding on the coattails of Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning made him look good, Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: and I and I'm tired of this of this joker. Like going out and being like, yeah, remember when I uh, won a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning and the the Denver Broncos and blah, blah. And then he's just an embarrassment as a head coach, an absolute embarrassment. Embarrassment. I'm glad that no NFL team has made him a head coach again. Mm -hmm. And if the Colts ever made him my head coach, I would quit the team. I'm serious. I, I do not like Adam Gase. I don't think he's good. Maybe he just needs to stick to his role as offensive coordinator. Maybe that's yeah. what it is. Maybe that's what know. it is.
1: Maybe he's a horrible manager of personalities. Maybe he's a horrible. I mean, Charlie,
0: Charlie Weiss came out and said, he's uh, like, eh, he's, he's just like, he came out and said, he's like, guy. I wasn't a very good, I wasn't a very good head coach, but he's like, I, but I, and I know that I'm a great offense coordinator. I'll just be an offense. I'll probably never be a head coach again. And he was fine with it. Like, he's just like, I'm good at offense. I'm, this is what I, I just need to, I know I'm my good role. At
1: f- I'm good at focusing on offense as opposed to focusing yeah. on the management of the whole team, which. Exactly. Play, p- coaches approach it differently but yeah I akamura I, same stuff uh basically just it'll be run heavy um remember we just these guys just got finished coaching together in San Francisco where they man where they managed to have a uh, very very good run attack albeit with a subpar quarterback so these guys know all about subpar quarterbacking they probably get rid of darnold get what they can for him so they can use the picks on defense and offensive line and they run the snot out of the ball and pick whoever to manage it at quarterback maybe they're hey gonna, maybe, maybe see fitzpatrick come back to new york
0: just get uh, a vet- maybe. veteran uh, they're, in a year to or get, two we're gonna have to get a um a running back though. And I've seen some mock drafts of them getting Travis Etienne from Clemson, which would be great. Like that's an that's a guy that can do everything.
1: I bet they go more bargain basement. I mean look at San Francisco. But would they pay up for Jarek McKinnon for six million bucks a couple of years ago? Other than that, man, uh uh what's his name? Mustard. Mostert. Mostert is what an undrafted dude. Again, a big thing about Shanahan's zone blocking scheme, going back to the Denver days when his dad was coaching Denver orlandis gary anyone can
0: be productive
1: mike anderson yeah dude so Strong. i don't think Peyton they have to pay Hillis. up for a running Peyton
0: back Hillis, the fullback at the time Pete. you
1: perfect example
0: perfect mm-hmm.
1: had an amazing year and got on the cover of madden so uh, that's what i'm saying no, I he think had they a
0: good, he had a good year with, with the. i think uh, they go
1: bargain basement and they put the Anyways, premium picks on for sure
0: defense uh let's move on to number six here Nick number six is I'm sad to see him go. It's Nick Sirianni. He was formerly the Colts offensive coordinator. Um, This guy has an impressive um, uh, uh, list of, um, I don't want to say mentors, but guys that he's definitely worked underneath. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at this list here. Todd Haley, Charlie Weiss, Brian Dable. I, I think I'm saying that right. Ken Wisenhunt, Anthony Lynn, all great off or good to great offensive minds, you know? You can mm-hmm. say what you want about Ken Wisenhunt and Anthony Lynn's disaster last season. And I think Todd Haley at one point was considered a knucklehead. But I mean, at, at points in their careers, they've all been They're heavily sought right after. after. Yep. Yeah. So and uh, also like he likes to hang writing utensils from his visor. Mm-hmm. It's
1: a thing. <laughs> I, 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 like.
0: Uh, yeah, it's a real thing. He likes to hang his pens and markers and whatever from his visor. It's, and I
1: feel like you can only do it with a visor. A you can't do that with a ball cap unless you're hanging you it upside do
0: down. Or you're clipping it onto the bill or something. But yeah. I've seen people do that actually. But yeah, why don't you just tuck it in there? Nope. Just clip it on there. All right, whatever. Um, yeah, he, he's coming. Like I said, he's coming off being the Colts offensive coordinator. So he's definitely coming from the Frank Reich, you know, school of thought. Which is good. I mean, Frank Reich's been good for the Colts. I really like, I, as a Colts fan, I really like him as a head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just it, like it's kind of thinking that they're, he's going to bring that kind of twelve personnel scheme to or continue it, I guess, in, in Philly. You know, right. I assuming that they're going to stick with Jalen Hurts, or if they want to draft another quarterback, um, mm-hmm. I think they're going to. I think they're going to bring in a veteran backup to kind of do a little tutelage with Hurts. Okay. Um,
1: not to compete mostly to, to be a not, backup not and to a, be in the quarterback room,
0: maybe a guy that can compete. Um, but they want to maybe for, focus more on Hertz, I think. So I think you think they're, they're going to move forward with him? I think they're hoping they caught lightning in a bottle with Hertz. Uh, yes,
1: yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if I agree with them, but I think you're right in that they, they're going to move forward with him the next couple of years. Hoping they oh, got lightning. Don't think... I don't okay. know. I, I have my um, doubts, but we can get to that in a second.
0: I, I certainly have my doubts with Jalen Hurts. But, um, you know, they, there's also a possibility that he could be, you know, uh, motioning wide or using running backs as wide receivers too. Like, he's just kind of a guy who's just trying to create mismatches all over the field, you mm-hmm. know? Like, get, get guys in the open space and give them room to make plays. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a little rough with the Eagles. They're kind of – their offensive personnel is odd, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they have Hurts. Their offensive line was very banged up this past season. Um, you know, Miles Sanders is a guy that can do it all. They also got Boston Scott, a quick little yep. guy that can. He's he's just a smaller Miles Sanders for the most part. Um, I don't know. I don't think Jalen Reger is the bee's knees, but he's certainly there. Who knows? Who knows what's going on here? Uh, maybe they'll keep Zach Ertz. I I kind of hope they do, just mm-hmm. because, uh, like it's gonna it's projected to fit nick sirianni's you know offensive style you know running those two tight ends right it's going to be a nightmare if if Ert stays and dallas goddard goddard is still there too i don't know man what do you what do you think
1: um had the same astute analysis on the uh, mechanical pencil on his visor uh had that in my notes for sure <laughs> is, it all,
0: is it always a mechanical pencil
1: it seems like it. Yours picture had included a highlighter also, but there was a mechanical right. pencil there. seems like it's always okay, a mechanical on, pencil. On, I guess he needs an eraser. <laughs> like I said, astute analysis. Um, no, seriously. I like the hire for offensive reasons. Uh, as you discussed, I think uh, he should help stabilize Jalen hurts career, but I'm not necessarily a believer in hurts or the Philly roster at this point. Uh, so that has some worry. You kind of touched on the receivers and, question marks there uh also i think sieranic could be riding the coattails of both reich and the talent present in san diego and indy but i'm gonna i'm gonna err on the side of i believe that he is a disciple he is a good coach uh at least offensively uh but if there is good quarterback play uh i really like miles sanders as a value um he, he did not have a great year 150 some odd fantasy points injured uh, so I think people kind of forget about his talent so I see him as an Austin Eckler Naheem Hines kind of guy Get a lot of catches out of the backfield could be a PPR monster uh, could get volume it's important to mention Boston Scott because he is of the same vein he fits in well and he's played well in, uh, uh, in spelling uh, Sanders so uh, I think they'll use them both but I still like Sanders to get the vast majority to get the lead role and again he could be a kind of a Naheem Hines Austin Eckler type of player
0: I don't know if this is all. I think this is a pen, dude. I don't think this is a mechanical pencil. Really, I could swear I saw an eraser. I think that's the top of the. I think that's the clicky part of the pen. Oh. Yeah, pretty pretty sure this is a pen. By the way, folks. Sorry, have, the um, entire time oh, you you've been to... talking, I've, I have been analyzing the writing utensils hanging from his visor, trying to discern whether it's a pencil or a pen.
1: Oh, That's a pencil. <laughs> I can't show you right now. Oh yeah, I can. Uh, anyway,
0: Anyways, yeah. Uh, Literally,
1: sorry. all you have to do, folks, is Google Nick Sirianni and go to images, and it'll be pencils yeah. everywhere. Pencils and binders. Uh,
0: too. There's a, there's a couple of pictures of him with highlighters dangling fair, there too. Anyways, uh, let's move on. Let's. Oh, move if you, on real too. quick
1: before we move on from him, if you want to chuckle, watch his watch his first press conference. He does oh really? not, He does not come off well, dude. It's Ooh. pretty funny. Again, Cowboys fan hates Philly. I get it. But it, it's just it's a bad interview. It it really is. Now he's not like being mean. He just sounds dumb. And I don't think the guy's dumb. I just got finished praising his coaching tree, his his mm-hmm. how he came up through the ranks. But it just it's bad. Sure.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the last guy on our list, and that is the Texans new head coach, David Cully. David Cully. I'm pretty sure that this guy popped into our dimension out of nowhere. <laughs> And because I could find next to nothing on him. So I'm going to let you talk here, man. Other than him spending two years as a Ravens assistant head coach under John Harbaugh and their passing coordinator and wide receiver coach. Yeah, like 20 years ago, I think he popped into existence because he's been an assistant NFL head coach or some sort of NFL assistant coach for about 20 years. And before that, I think his Wikipedia page is made up.
1: It's made up. Uh, Well, he's 65 years old I don't know if that has anything to do with it But he's obviously on the older side um, Especially on this list Uh, He got his start in the NFL Back when uh, my Dallas Cowboys won their last Super Bowl In 1994 He got his start with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Uh, Let's cut the chase here Everything depends on whether uh, or not Watson stays Uh,
0: I'm sorry, I forgot one other note about his Let's uh, let's not speculate about that Let's just move forward with the fact that maybe Watson does stay
1: It does stay Uh,
0: I I don't I don't think they're getting rid of him.
1: Uh, he's a wide receivers coach, um, you know, roots, uh, senior offensive assistant. Uh, I think you might have mentioned that. Yes. Uh, NFL assistant coach for the uh, Ravens. His longest tenure was 99 to 2012 with Philly. So think of Philly wide receivers from 99 to 2012. Maybe you could help me with
0: that. T.O. T.O. T-O is one of that them That
1: was the one that first he came to mind.
0: Um, there you go. Oh, uh, you can't forget Fred X, Freddie Mitchell. There you go. Uh, uh, I I cannot I cannot believe that guy. What, yeah. what a what what an arrogant arrogant person that did absolutely nothing. Oh my, just I I yeah I have yeah. Anyways, I can't continue this without using some sort of profanity. So yeah. <laughs> anyways, yeah he's he's coached some really good wide receivers in Philly. Let's put it that
1: way. Yeah, and the reason I I kind of went to that tenure because I. I think most of us have a relatively negative opinion about his coaching job with the receivers in Baltimore now. uh, One might might argue that, but uh, I think a subpar play from Lamar might have a little bit to do with that, at least in terms of Mm -hmm. recent memory. Um, Although I think Lamar closed the year pretty strong. But I also don't see a terribly talented receiving core in Baltimore. So, you know, whatever you have to say about Hollywood, I think Hollywood's a good player. I just think Hollywood, it needs somebody else on the other side Uh, I think Hollywood is more of a role player Uh, big plays but role player Um, so that's kind of where I'm at a little hesitant uh, in terms of I mean Watson's going to put up numbers so there's that Um, but otherwise fantasy pieces you've got nobody at running
0: back I gotta say this is this uh, fantasy aside this this head coaching hire is just perplexing Mm -hmm. I, Mm -hmm. I I know that this guy's name has been sort of floated around a little bit here and there but it's like they put a bunch of head coach, a bunch of um, other candidates' names in a hat, and they just drew a hat, a name out of the hat, and it was David Cully. I just, mm-hmm. I don't understand this. I don't understand the end around that did to Deshaun Watson of a hiring their GM, their new GM, and then um, without. And I don't know if the quarterback needs to have a say in their the hiring of a coach or whatever. But if or, he or at asked, least a GM, yeah yeah, or at least the GM. But if he asks, like maybe you should have your quarterback sit down with the with the coaches and see what they how they interact with each other and everything because there's they have to get along, you mm-hmm. know, like I think
1: the owner is still bobbing. Mc... is the owner like, still bobbing there? Like he needs to he's a retire, you know, no offense to know. the gentleman, but sometimes I it, don't just, know doing, it passes you by. He's just too old. is he maybe he's got help? I don't know. but um, what was I going to say here? I don't with have much else to say about with Watson, it, if you're trying to keep him, yes, I agree with you. You need to not necessarily placate to his every whim, but I think you need to ask his opinion. Furthermore, even if you don't, I think going in a different direction would have been warranted here. Go with a younger guy. You've got a young quarterback. Uh, all the guys on this list, in fact, one of them, Sirianni, he wanted, uh, rumors has it, um, and you can see why. Yeah, he, Again, it's just he wanted, a younger... He
0: wanted, he wanted, Watson also wanted, he really wanted Robert Slay. By the Jets, so he's like, okay, what about uh, um Eric Bieniemy? And the Chiefs were making Ooh. a Super Bowl run, so they didn't really have yep. much of a chance to interview Bieniemy, I believe. And Bieniemy stayed, they just like,
1: decided to stay again. Did Bieniemy? I don't know. I don't he know he said, if we know that yet. Or, I don't think we know that yet.
0: I don't know, or if the or if the Texans were just like, no, we're going to go with David. Cull-. I don't know. It the, this move perplexes just, me. We'll see how it works out. Maybe Deshaun Watson is wrong, yeah. and this guy is going to be great for him and really help his game. I just like I look at the entire Texans offense. That's not Deshaun Watson, and it's just giant question marks all over the place, mm-hmm. except for Brandon Cooks. That's the only guy uh, that's not Deshaun Watson that is gonna be that is definitely gonna be on the team this next and he year. He likes to coach barring, fast
1: guys. Deshaun. But barring
0: barring some sort of trade that they trade away at Brandon Cooks, that this is the only guy that they have under contract. You know, mm-hmm. it's and Watson and, I just and Cooks.
1: There's there's nobody at running back. I mean, so we love David Johnson, but I mean, he's
0: not, he's not the David Johnson of old, you know, like there's
1: a good chance they could have an entirely new running back core next year.
0: Yeah. And and a new wide receiver core too. I I think that they're going to try and retain Will Fuller to keep Watson happy, but who knows? I I don't know what this team is going to do. It's giant question. Like I said, giant question marks all over the place. And and a historically
1: bad defense. So less opportunity for that fantasy offense. Don't like it. Very much.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, That's all I got to say about David Colley. Um, I'm going to go eat some food or something. So until next time, like always, you can, uh, like I said, at the top of the show, you can always email us at amazingffb at gmail.com. You can say what's up. Or you can ask for an invite to our Discord server where there you can also say, hey, you can check out Chris on as right now on Fridays. He streams pc yep. build and he does some gaming or whatever and his uh thing is twitch.tv slash hardware dynasty it's a good time i i, I pop in constantly that until is. then until next week which we will be talking about uh offensive lines offensive, offensive lines. lines it sounds uninteresting but offensive lines are a key and and keeping track of what happens to offensive lines in the offseason is very key to what happens in fantasy football. So that's why we decided to cover it. It sounds boring. I'm sure it won't be. Until then, everyone, stay safe. Wear a mask. Have a good day. Adios.